0: In these first days of the retreat, we've been encouraging relaxation and connecting to an experience that allows the mind to settle, collect, emphasizing mindfulness of body and breathing, And yet we've also been talking about being mindful of what's going on in our minds. And so in our practice, when we are gathering and collecting the attention around a particular experience, such as the breath or hearing or the body in general we're not holding to that to the exclusion of other experience and if some other experience becomes strong draws the attention then we're allowing the mindfulness to investigate that and so in the in the coming days we'll also be describing Working with other aspects and areas of experience. And we can think about these reflections or instructions, we call them instructions often. Sometimes we can reflect on them as being something to do, as explore. For a while, this aspect of your experience. But we could also reflect on these instructions as descriptions of ways to work with things you might experience. And so as you practice with your breathing or body or hearing as the attention is drawn to other areas. In the coming days, we'll be describing some of those other areas and ways to work with them. And so today, we'll be exploring a little bit more about mind states and just a few words about mind states to start before I do a little, a bit of a guided meditation. Mind state is not necessarily a phrase that we use in our everyday language. And in the... terminology of the teaching... what are called mind states... encompasses a broad range of our experience. It encompasses a lot of all of what we would call emotions. It would it encompasses anger, frustration, desire, confusion. And it also includes love and kindness. And so the emotional terrain is is encompassed in mind states but also states and so sometimes we we think we would we might not think about that as being mind the heart as being mind and yet as i think one of us mentioned the the word in pali citta encompasses both heart and mind and so we could call this heart-mind states perhaps rather than simply mind states And so the mind states encompasses this area, the emotional terrain, the terrain of the heart, but also includes states that we might not normally think of as emotion, such as sleepiness or restlessness, concentration, mindfulness, equanimity, (coughs) peace, ease, calm, and so there is always some state of mind that is present in the moment. And we can be aware of this. We can be aware of the, the state of our mind. It, it sometimes has this feeling of a kind of a coloration or a lens through which we are knowing experience. That can be one way that mind states are experienced. Sometimes they're experienced much more as a congealing of energy, like an emotion such as anger. And so there are different ways to work with them, and we'll explore some of that this morning. And so allowing yourself to relax, settling in, in whatever way has been most supportive for you over these days. Often helpful to relax the body and the mind as we settle in before we turn and direct our attention to some particular aspect of experience, creating the container for our meditation. We can consciously scan through the body and relax consciously And yet this morning I'd also like to offer another support for relaxation. Which is once there's some measure of relaxation. Dropping into the mind a request for relaxation. It's like asking the body and mind... Can you show me how to relax? For me, the language is sometimes simple as, may the body relax. And then not trying to do it, but just seeing how the body and mind respond to that request. May the body relax. Sometimes our minds know something that we don't consciously know and we can tap into that through a request in this way. May the body relax. May the mind relax. Connecting to whatever is most familiar for you, the way in which you connect with experience. Receiving. Letting the experience come to you. Now I'd like to invite you to check in to what the most obvious emotion or mood or state of mind is at this point. There's always some mind state, maybe obvious or subtle. And just check in. How is the mind right now? Maybe it's calm or anxious, or frustrated, or happy, or confused. There may be some obvious emotion or a more pervasive, broad state in the mind. What is that state? And this is checking in recognizing what's happening in the mind. The first way of exploring a mind state is simply recognize it. if you're using a noting practice, you could gently, quietly name that state, calm. Calm is happening. Or whatever it is, is happening. Exploring an allowing attitude. Whatever mind state is there can be known. We can be mindful of it. Can it be held with an allowing, kind attention, loving awareness, friendly awareness? with whatever the mind state is. That can be relatively easy when the state is pleasant. Maybe not so easy if the state is unpleasant. Just exploring the allowing. It's okay. Whatever is there is fine. As we become aware of it, Even if it's a hindrance, the flavor of a hindrance, being mindful of it in this allowing way means that it's no longer a hindering influence on the mind. Instead, it becomes a pathway and a path of exploration and can be a way to freedom in the mind. So recognizing, allowing the state of mind If there's some kind of reaction to the state of mind, see if you can expand the container and allow that. There's this thing happening and I don't like it. Oh, that's what's happening. As the mind... Can find its way to an allowing relationship to a state of mind. We may be able to get curious, investigate a little bit. What is this? How does this state of mind known? How does it affect the body, for instance? And so exploring a little bit, is there a way in which this state of mind has an effect on the body. Certain strong emotions will have a more obvious effect on the body. Subtler emotions such as calm or ease may have a subtler effect on the body. Just a gentle touching in. What's the effect of this mind state emotion on the body? And potentially, how is it connected to thoughts? Sometimes... We actually know there's a, a strong emotion when there's a lot of thoughts about something. And so if you're noticing a lot of thinking, this can be kind of a sign to check in and what's the emotion connected with that thinking? And as we connect with the emotion sometimes we see that the emotion itself will generate thoughts there's this cycle thoughts might condition emotions and then emotions might condition thoughts this is Part of the investigation around emotions, if thoughts are happening. So relaxing, receiving experience. At this point you can let go of the exploration around the mind state unless this is what's most up for you at this time and simply return to your familiar practice if as you're exploring being with experience, the mind state becomes strong. You can explore these tools, recognizing, allowing, investigating. All of these support Helping us to not be identified, non-identification with the emotion or mood or state of mind, allows us to be curious about our experience. Our practice really is about this curiosity and learning what's happening in our mind. We are like naturalists learning about the nature of our mind. Sitting quietly in nature, seeing what animals come to us seeing what processes unfold. And so, relax. Receive your experience. Allow. And learn. in exploring mind states or emotions, moods. It's helpful to to have some practices or some tools at our disposal to support that, to support our exploration of mind states. And Sally the other day mentioned this acronym RAIN. It's an appropriate one for the day. If you forget it, you can just look outside. Externally and internally, we're practicing with RAIN. Um, And this this acronym um, was first offered, in my understanding, by Michelle McDonald. Uh, She came up with this uh, kind of uh, useful way to help remember these tools. So R, uh, the R of RAIN, recognize the state of mind. A simple, just gentle recognition. What is it? This is what's happening. Potentially using a naming or noting if that's useful for you. It can be also helpful with that R to bring in the receptive quality. Receive. That that's what's happening. And then in the A, allowing, accepting that this is what's happening. Seeing if that can be the kind of container in which that state of mind is held with that friendly, kind, allowing attention. And the I, investigation, although the word investigation is a, is a little bit, in our minds, often investigation can have a more thoughtful quality. We, we think we're supposed to figure something out or dig into it, kind of pull it apart. And investigation is actually, in many ways, more about interest in what's happening. So another I word there. Interest in, how does this affect the body? How does this mind state affect the body? How does it affect thoughts? What else happening around it? So interest is another I word. Intimacy, another one. You know, just being with, allowing the attention to just touch And be curious, interested, and intimate with the experience. That is investigation. And so, if the words intimacy or interest are more resonant for you, that may be more helpful in terms of this uh, exploration of what's happening in the mind state. And then the N word, in my understanding, um, the first three tools recognizing, allowing, interest, intimacy, create the conditions for non-identification. Help us to actually hold this state with some measure of balance, of equanimity. We are investigating the nature of the mind state. This is another kind of N-word here that, that can go with the RAIN. We're curious about in the intimacy, it may reveal the nature of the mind state as being impermanent, conditioned. That it's not me, not mine. And uh, Greg, one of Greg's favorite N words here is, and it's no problem. (laughs) And so um, if mind states become Kind of predominant, something that is up for you, exploring them just as we explore any other experience. So there's a few minutes for if there's any questions, and we'll use the mics again this morning.